It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy. Live streaming all over the world. We have we have worldwide participants tonight. It's very exciting. And I'm glad you're all here. We have four minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. That means you've got a minute left. I usually try to do it on a punchline. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to speed through it tonight like we usually do. Um, because I'm on a show. We're both on a show at Mo Green's tonight, uh, Rachel Pinson and myself. And I must say, check out the Mutiny Radio page and look at the very, very funny. I, I shared your YouTube video with the whole world because it, I watched it 14 times today. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. The cereal. Okay, I'm just having a conversation with Rachel in here. Let's get it started. All right, your first comedian of the night. Uh, hey, everybody, clap your... Oh, also, up at the front, there's snacks. Feel free to indulge. And uh, clap your hands wildly for your first comedian, everybody. Sean Derham, yay! This is on. Okay, nice. Let's get it started. Okay. <laughs> Gator guy 90s. So, let's get into this. I lost 40 pounds last year. <laughs> Mostly blood. The only way I can afford to get high anymore. Blood loss. So yeah, on the topic of blood loss, um I, wa I watched a video, sorry, didn't watch a video, I read about a video of a man getting stabbed to death. Because that, that's kind of what we do now, right? Just videotape it. As long as there's this between us and what's going on, it's just not real anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, this is... A Definitely a piece where I need extra words. Okay. Um, but but uh, when I was reading the article, they described the guy filming as an influencer. And that's kind of like a low bar of a title. Because I could be an influencer pretty easily. I could just start yelling fire and influence everyone out this building. I feel like you used to have to do something to have an influence, like make a miracle drug or give a politician a lot of money, not make videos of yourself saying things that no one should hear. All right, I'm just getting agreement. I'm not getting laughs. Okay, I'll, I'll take that into I'll take that into enough. <laughs> But yeah, all this influencer did is record a guy dying and didn't even try to help him. He didn't even, like there was no attempt to influence this guy's blood to stay in his body. Yeah. Okay, that's a new little bit I'm working on. Uh, let's move on to other things. I think porn industry is disgusting. I'm ashamed of it. I do still watch porn. 
I just end up jacking off with a stank face. Be just laying there going, oh, this is terrible. That's someone's mother. I need to call my mom. All right. This is really hard with a little commentary. I feel like this dude's like a, it's like a Twitch chat. All right, where else are we going today? I'll, I'll do the uncircumcised bit. I am, I am uncircumcised. It's an odd way, or that's an odd term, right? Like, it's the only time we describe a part of our body as not being mutilated yet. You'd never be talking to a guy with one leg who says he's an amputee and respond to him. I'm actually an unamputee. I still have my four limbs. I'm also de decapitated. Did they cut your leg off because you're Jewish? All right. Well, I got nothing for 30 seconds, so I'm going to give it up. Thank you guys so much. Sean Durham, everyone. Hey, if it's your first time at a comedy show, heckling isn't helping. No, you think you're... When you're so the way that the way you be a good audience member is that you clap or you laugh. Ha 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 ha. Unless a comedian asks you a direct question. If they ask you a direct question, please by all means answer. But if not, the way that you show your appreciation and your support is by ha 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 and clap, 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 clap. And that is it's all good. There's a learning curve on being an audience member, and we love you for being here. And your next comedian is such a joy, and it's lovely to just be around him. Clap your hands together. He's also very funny. For Wolfgang Reed, yay! How's it going, everybody? Yes, yes. Got a good, good, good crowd here tonight. Um, I love stand-up comedy. I love doing this shit. I love coming to open mics. You know, stand-up comedy is really cool, but stand-up is really hard. You know what I mean? And it's hard because timing is everything. You know, timing is really everything. I'll give you an example. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, is it gay to have sex with a trans woman? Timing is everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, you guys, most of you guys have heard that joke already. <laughs> so here's another joke you guys have probably heard. Um, uh, so I was born in uh, 1997. So I have a weird relationship with the internet. You guys remember what the internet was like back in the day, you know, early 2000? The internet was all weird for a little while, wasn't it? It was like the Wild West, all sorts of fucking weird bullshit, fucked up websites, right? Like, I saw Two Girls, One Cup when I was eight years old. Yeah. That was fucked up, guys. That was really... Two Girls, One Cup came out early, like before Pornhub. The first boob I saw had poop on it, you guys. That was fucked up, guys. I, dude, it, I'm sorry too, man. My, I'm fucked up in the head now. You know what I mean? I, that, that's definitely started some, initiated some fetishes or something. Like to this day, I can only masturbate on the toilet. <laughs> I'm not even pooping. I'm just using the bidet. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, and I was born in '97, right? So I don't remember 9/11, right? 
This is weird. I'm like the first generation that, that doesn't remember 9-11, right? I've just heard about it. I don't, I don't remember. I was four years old at the time. Two Girls, One Cup was my 9-11, though. Everything changed. Nothing was the same. America changed. I was just sitting there staring at the TV screen like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have to kill whoever did this. <laughs> we had to fucking invade someone, drop a bomb or something. And look, I don't know who did Two Girls, One Cup, but you know who didn't do Two Girls, One Cup? Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Why the fuck are we going after them? That seems like a waste of time to me, honestly. I'm just bombing brown people out in the Middle East. You know which brown people we should have been bombing? The white girls covered in poop. Those are the brown people we should have fucking bombed. <laughs> What the fuck are we going after Al-Qaeda for? They're not my enemy. I would have rather seen 9-11, honestly. I really would have. I really would have. I would have rather seen I would have rather seen 9-11. 9-11 is like soft core porn compared to two girls, one cup. Can't even get off to it, you know. <laughs> anyway, um and Facebook was fucked up too for a little while, you know. Facebook was really fucked up too. Like I was I was, you know, the first generation to experience Facebook. Facebook gained popularity when I was in middle school and adults hadn't joined Facebook yet. So it was all middle schoolers on my Facebook for a little while. It was really fucked up. Really fucked up, guys. If you don't know what middle schoolers are like, they're fucking on social media. They're they're gnarly like and I was I was like still trying to figure out social media and all that shit. You know, I was like a guinea pig. You know, like I remember I remember like when I first joined Facebook, I saw this girl. I posted like a pick of some song lyrics, right? She got 15 likes for song lyrics, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, I'll try that. I'll, I'll fucking try that. Posted some song lyrics. Next day, I wake up, just 15 comments ju just said gay. That was it. <laughs> Zero likes, 15 gays. That was <laughs> fucking brutal, guys. Fucking brutal. Yeah, and dude, and, and l like, let, let me tell you, dude, fi like, middle schoolers in, like, 2005 on Facebook were fucked up, dude. We had fucked up senses of humor, right? Like, I remember, like, one of my good buddies in middle school is this Jewish guy. He made his profile pic a picture of a Nazi, and he was Jewish, and I was like, wow, that shit's funny. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I guess I'll try to make my profile picture a picture of a Nazi, too. And I'm not Jewish, guys. <laughs> my last name is Wolfgang, which is not a Jewish last name, if you guys didn't know anything about names or whatever, you know? And I was like, Jesus, yeah. It was a picture of me, by the way. No. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's my time. My name is Raphael Wolfgang. Give it up for your host, everybody. Yeah. Yay, Raphael Wolfgang, yay. Hooray. He's not a Nazi. In, in 2006, I was still on MySpace, and um, I was so addicted to MySpace that I'd wake up at 3 in the morning because I had friends in Manchester, England. And what I mean by friends is 23-year-old boys I sent naked pictures to on Photobucket. <laughs> I did. This one 23-year-old, he had a fetish with Jessica Rabbit, so he liked gloves. So I would take naked pictures with gloves on, and I'd send them over Photobucket. And he lived in Manchester, and then he'd tell me when he got them off Photobucket, and then I would erase them off Photobucket so we wouldn't get flagged. And that's how I was sending him naked pictures to Manchester, England. All right, I've never said that out loud before. Your next comedian <laughs> is wonderful, and he's just a lovely human being. Clap your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yay! Hey, Pam. Um, I'm 28. I've known you for five years. Why wasn't I that 23-year-old? <laughs> Okay, okay, that, 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 Pam said because I'm junior high. That makes complete sense then, yeah. Why wasn't I that middle school kid, Pam? 
Why wasn't I that middle school kid? Jesus Christ, I've been way better than two girls, one cup. All right, guys, how are we doing? Doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm still riding a high for St. Patrick's Day. I'm Irish. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my uncle was actually the Grand Marshal for St. Patrick's Day Parade. Really cool, right? Only issue is, like, why are we calling the leader of a bunch of white people marching the Grand Marshal? We should not call him that, okay? Like, I don't call, call him anything. I, I, I'd be more comfortable we call him Mein Kampf, the Grand Marshal. All right? Crazy, though. It is. Like, I'm a, well, you know, St. Patrick's Day, you, throw, you chuck candy at kids. And I used to play baseball. And when I played baseball, I'd throw 90 miles an hour. All right? So I warmed up my arm again, and I want to chuck the fucking candy at those kids. Because that'd be the most Irish lesson you'll ever learn in life. Life hurts. Yep. Crazy though, guys, it is. Um, I work construction. I was in a porta potty um, the other day because I don't have an office. And um, while I was in the porta potty, I saw the sign. It's at every porta potty. It says, if you do not like our service, if your standards are not up to, if, our sta- if this is not up to your standards, please call this number at this hotline. And I'm looking at it going, you think I have standards? This is a fucking porta potty. The only standard I have in there is if somebody else is in here, it's up to my standards. And if somebody else is in the porta potty with me at the same time, I think that's my fault. Fucking stupid. But also, like, every time I see a number in a bathroom stall, it's always a prostitute or somebody wrote their best friend's number down. You know what I mean? And, like, I've seen my number in a lot of bathroom stalls. And I have no friends. Crazy. All right. That was funnier if you guys heard that. I just said no, no friends. The radio's going, like, what the fuck? This guy's a loser. Crazy though it is. I, um, let's do this. Let's talk about 9-11. Um, my best friend's actually born on 9-11. It's crazy, yeah. I'm like, you know, everybody forgets her birthday, you know, for obvious reasons, even though it's ironic. And um, so I, just, I decided to, you know, make it up to her one year, and I got her four cakes. Four fucking cakes. I delivered two to her in person. I, and I had my buddy chuck one at the Pentagon, and then I mailed one to the middle of the field of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I love that. It's a, nine, it's a 9-11 bakery joke. Come on, guys. That's PC as fuck. All right. Crazy little guys. What else will be going on with me? Um, I did a fuck up at work today. Oh, no, no, no don't do that. I'll tell you, th- I'll tell you th- about this. Um, I'm a construction worker. I'm working on scaffolding, and I'm terrified of heights. Yeah, not fun, okay? Like, have you ever, like, look at me. I look like I look like I exude toxic masculinity, all right? Like, I look like if you said my dick is five inches, I say, no, it's five and a half. All right? See, that's how you heckle. You go, amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You end the heckle there. You end the heckle there. Jesus Christ. Do you have ADHD? What are you on? All right. High IQ. No, fuck you, high IQ. You, no, 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 no. Don't, don't say high IQ. Pam's told you to shut up f- ten, five times in a row. And you go, I can't shut up. I have a high IQ. <laughs> I have a high IQ. All right. All right. You're still talking. You're still talking. Okay, all right. You know what? Don't applaud me. Boo that guy. Don't applaud me. Boo that guy. That's my time, everybody. A Uniac, everyone. One of my favorite people. You trimmed your beard, too. You're looking sharp. No, it's just, it's just growing out and curling up. That's super cute. All right. Your next comedian is just a lovely human being. You can actually, later tonight, see her at The Union, which is a dispensary show. It's so wonderful that every that everyone I like is getting booked. <laughs> um, put your hands together, everyone, for Emily Rudolph. Yay! Hey, thank you. 
Thank you, Pam, for the call. out. Actually, Raphael will be at the union. I will be at Milk Bar. Both of them are eight, so choose your side. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, I um, so most of you guys have uh, have already found out several times that I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. My dad was a general contractor. He still is. Um, and I usually ask people if anyone else has a family member in the trades, but Hunter already clarified that he's good with his hands when he talked about working in a porter potty. Um, so <laughs> growing up in a family-owned construction business for me was a lot like seventh grade earth science. It was just a lot of talk about cracks and holes. Uh, my dad took me on job sites a lot as a kid, like t to the point where by the time I was nine, I knew pretty much every curse word in Spanish. Uh, it was basically like ride along Duolingo, you know, hang out on a paver for an hour while a dirty guy whose name definitely isn't John teaches me how to say fuck your mother in Spanish. <laughs> that is not what I said, sir. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. My dad really believed in teaching me the value of hard work. Coincidentally, he also was the one to tell me what a Journey Sanchez is. Um, <laughs> but uh, he believed in it so much that when he would get hired help from the local Home Depot from the street, he would actually put me to work in the yard with them. And like I could defend my dad and be like, it was a different time, but it wasn't that long ago, and the sex offender registry was definitely common knowledge. So I like to think he was just really confident in my Spanish. Uh, <laughs> I think it backfired on him, though, uh, later on in life, because as an adult, I attract problematic men, both hygienically and emotionally, like moths to a dumpster fire. <laughs> I'm tragically comforted by the smell of freshly laid asphalt and stale cigarette butts. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think that Arizona was still good for me. Like, growing up, right, I, I grew to have this this deep appreciation for nature. Um, I love being in the outdoors, so much so that I would say Mother Nature reminds me a lot of my own mom. Um, unbelievably beautiful and wildly unstable. <laughs> One minute she's gorgeous and glowing, and the next everything's on fire. <laughs> so, and you know what the biggest difference to me between Arizona and, and like living here is? It's online dating, and I'll tell you why. 80, 85% of the guys on dating sites in Phoenix, Arizona, or just all of Arizona, their profile picture is them and a fish. Um, it's a beard, a baseball, it's Hunter and a fish. And <laughs> Sorry, Hunter. Um, and sometimes it's just the fish, and that's, like not, that's not even a joke. That's just true. So I was thinking, like, if all I have to go off of is a picture of a guy and a fish, you know, I'd rather see a dick pic. What are you? Um... And that got me thinking, what if when guys took pictures of their dicks, they took the picture like it was a freshly caught fish, you know what I mean? Uh, lube it up a little bit, hold it up with a smile, present it to me, you know, put on a nice hat. I woke up to a dick pic from a number I didn't know this morning, uh, <laughs> and I just replied with a voice memo of me saying, fuck your mother in Spanish. All right, thank you, guys. Too madre, woo! Me, uh, uh, me entiendo más que me habla. Uh, we're in a rock block of comedians that are too good looking to actually be comedians. 
Put your hands together for your next. No, she's so gorgeous, right? And then your next comedian also, um, I think he was on America's Next Top Model um, 2.0. He wasn't, but look at him. Put your hands together for Harvey Walsh on Vaughn. Yay. This is Mike, this one? Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, y'all. How you doing? Everyone all right? All right, cool. So I'm pretty new to stand-up. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to write material. Like usually I just write out everything word for word. Um, but that takes a long time. So today, today I wanted to try something new. I have a couple ideas, a couple general ideas I've written down. And we're just going to riff. We're just going to see how it goes. Uh, I've had like one or two good sets at this point, so I think my ego can, can take the hit. Um, so I was talking to my little brother earlier. He's 18. He's going to college uh, this year, and he doesn't know where he wants to go. He's picking between San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, and his biggest issues with San Francisco are, one, the weather's too nice here, and two, there's too much culture. Um, so that's... That's some Zoomer shit right there. Like, we're trying to put ourselves in the most depressive uh, environments. Like, the food in San Francisco is just, like, too delicious. And I have to eat it in the sun. Give me a fucking hot pocket in a downpour. That's, that's, where, our, that's where I want to go to school. <laughs> what else can we go with here? Mmm... So I'm, I'm also, I kind of woke up in a bad mood today because um, I have to do a sleep study tonight because I have sleep apnea. Uh, super cool. Um, basically, sounds like I'm gagging on a dick when I fall asleep. Um, yeah, there's something there, something there. Um, but yeah, I have to go to like this lab and they told me just like, you're going to sleep over at the lab and you're going to just like do everything you need to do to like fall asleep how you usually would. And I'm, I think they mean like pajamas or something, but like for sure, like masturbation. Had, like this question surely comes up all the time. Like, can I jerk off in this fucking sleep study? Like, otherwise we're not gonna get like authentic, realistic lab results. Like this is, that's like, a, that's conflating data. Test. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. What else we got here? Reptilians. I didn't know Kanye was going to be in the crowd tonight. That's really great. I was not. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Um, what else we got here? Uh, I've been, so my friend has this very attractive friend. Uh, they've been friends for a long time. And we've been hanging out a lot. But I don't want to date her because it'll make things weird. But I still want to spend time with her. And she likes to play poker like a lot. Maybe Red Flag, who cares? I like, and I don't know how to play poker. Um, so it's, it's kind of like I'm dating this girl without getting like anywhere, nothing out of it. Like I'm losing $100 a night on $5 buy-ins, and I'm making no progress with this girl at all. In fact, she's not, even, she's not even winning the money. Like, my friends 
are cleaning me out, watching me just, you know. Yeah, it's rough. All right, cool. This was a new experience. I recommend it. Uh, thanks. Hooray for Harvey. You should join the Secret Comedian League of Poker and we'll teach you. Oh, interesting. Just, 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 don't worry, I won't touch your beefy thigh. Your next comedian. <laughs> don't worry, you just, you just tell me when I can stop talking about how pretty you are and I will. Okay, uh, he, still, he still hasn't told me that I've offended him or made him feel weird. Your next comedian is the international comic. Clap your hands together for Dan Guan. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? You guys looking beautiful? Oh, yeah, this is a beautiful crowd. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, Pam mentioned I'm the international com comedian. I actually just came back from Japan a week ago. Yeah, yeah, you guys ever been to Japan before? Did you say ni hao? That's not right. You, no, that's Chinese. You, <laughs> you just. All right, we still know who's ignorant here. Okay, cool. Uh, two percent marginal error. Yeah, two percent out of the three hundred languages that are out there. You could have picked. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. It's okay. It's you know, it's okay. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, I've heard worse. I've heard worse. This is just as almost just as bad as one time when I was at a bar with somebody and she ordered a matcha latte. And, and then she just said namaste. So I was just like, yeah, I was just like, I need to leave. So anyway, uh, no, if you guys have never been to Japan before, Japan's pretty cool. Uh, like I love be going to Japan, uh, you know, especially, I think it's so fascinating, especially as an Asian American to go uh, to an Asian country because you just blend in there a little too well, right? Uh, which is so bullshit because uh, especially I've noticed that people treat me differently. There you go. All right, cool. He just called me a, a white person, and now I feel insulted. All right, cool. <laughs> it's 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 a fart. Anyway, okay, cool. Anyway, um, so I uh no, cause like I think and people treat you differently, right? And I think that's just like that's just gonna bound to happen. Like if a white person enters into a temple and wears their shoes, people think it's cute, right? It's wrong, but it's cute. Uh, if I do that, people look at me and say this guy's a fucking idiot. You know, it's just just doesn't end up working out. Yeah, I, I blend in so well that even the tourists think I'm actually from there too. Like uh, I once in the subway, I bumped into a British couple and then they bowed to me. Yeah, now as a Chinese person, I'm offended, right? But as an American, I go, yeah, you better bow, bitch. Like, you know, just get on both knees. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just, um, but Japan is cool. Japan is, uh, Japan is pretty cool. I, uh, Let's see, what did I want to go through? Yeah, I think there's a lot we can learn from Japan. Like, there's a lot of great things we could take away from them. Like, subway system, fast and reliable. BART system, exact opposite. Uh, that was not a joke. That was just a simple, <laughs> that was a simple observation. Um, yeah, in Japan, no one buys guns. You can't buy guns there. Yeah, because why buy a gun when you can make it yourself there? Okay, that's still topical. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Also, the way they treat, you know, I, I think especially, you know, uh, in Japan, if you see someone that you don't want to see naked, just pixelate them. You know, just, that one just might just be for the perverts. Okay, cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I don't see how, how many more Japan jokes I can still keep doing. What's with all the what? Deer? That's a Nara. Nara is a city in Japan. Am I deducting time just to explain what Japan is, basically? <laughs> I'm a I'm a live I'm a live Wikipedia. 
Uh, deer is there because they love animals, unlike in America where we treat our animals like shit. Um, no, that was not a joke. That was just an observation. Thank you, Pam. Um, let's see. Okay, uh, some other new jokes. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm at a point in my age where my mom is starting to expect me to have grandchildren. Uh, it's very weird because she's always like calling me and pressuring me. She'll always be like, Dan, like, when am I going to have a grandkid? Like, I think you need to work hard to date more. I think you need to have a grandkid. I need, I need a grandkid. Uh, so what I did instead after the last call, uh, I just donated to a sperm bank. <laughs> like, you'll have a kid. You just won't see it, basically. Okay, that was a dumb joke. All right, one last joke, one last joke. Um, you know, in spite of that, it's also, like, I, I, did, I did grow up with Asian parents, but I don't really have any stereotypical Asian parents. Like, my, my dad was the most chill person ever. Like, he was just saying, hey, listen, like, if you graduate from high school, you can be whatever you want. You don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. Uh, and then when I grew up and I learned that stereotype, I was like, holy shit, those are not my real parents. Like, you know, just, okay, cool. I've been Dan Guan. You guys have been dope. Thanks so much. Dan Guan. Yay. The international comedian. All right. You know, we could call your next comedian the international comedian as well, because he used to live in Barcelona. Put your hands together for Nick Holke. Yay. Keep talking about the Thank you. I was thinking, I can't believe you got a morning dick pic from a stranger that's been looping through my head this whole time. I've never sent a dick pic. I've taken... Thank you. I'm a hero. I've taken pictures of my dick and be like, no one needs to see this. I've like, it's not... But my Snapchat name, I didn't think Snapchat was gonna catch on when it first came out, my Snapchat name is dickpicknick69. <laughs> and never sent a dick pic. Um, but yeah, I wasn't planning on talking about dicks. I was gonna talk about um, politics. So I'm left leaning on most things. <laughs> my dick, <laughs> actually, I, I, no, that's fair, that's, that was good. Um, left-leaning on most things, but if an actual, like, war ever breaks out between the right and the left, I'm finding the brightest, reddest hat and swapping sides immediately. Dude, they have, one, they have all the guns. They've got them all. What are we going to shoot at them? Tweet? Tweets? You know? Huh? The red guy. No, like, red hat. Like, Trump hat. Republicans, Democrats. They have all the guns. We have aggressive tweets, right? Like 250 bullets beats characters. Also, they grow all the food for the most part, right? They could just wait it out, let us starve. All we know how to grow is weed. At best, we could come up with like a, an app with a quirky name. Like, you know, like, oh, you gotta get cannibal. It's K-A-N-I-B-B-L-E. Find the, <laughs> I really like that, can nibble. Um, okay, what's my cannibal joke? Hang on. Mm, I've changed a lot over the past, I don't know, fucking decade. I used to party a lot. I used to, I've kind of gone from like, Molly to antidepressants, keg stands to standing desks. I've gone from frat bro to Lexabro. 
I've gone full circle. Um, yeah, so I haven't really been drinking much. And it's been tough, like, with dating, where I never really learned how to ask girls out in person. I just used alcohol to kind of, like, blast through that stuff. And so now I'm, like, relearning it at 30. And, uh, I don't know, it's hard. one, it's hard because I'm not in a situation where I, like, come across a bunch of people in the wild. I work from home on the third story. So, like, unless a sexy paraglider has an accident, I'm not going to meet anyone at work. Which just leaves, like, the gym and yoga. And the gym, it's tough because I go early. And it's just, like, 6.30 in the morning, that's, that's early to get rejected. That's a tough... That's a tough start to the day, to get turned down before sunrise. And then, um, you, you buzzed me, so let me think of my last thing. And then there's yoga. And yoga, there are obviously people to ask out, but I'm trying to, trying to use humor. Like at the yoga studio, they're getting a dog and they ask what they should name it. I fucking nailed it. Like you should name it Nama. And you could say, Nama, stay. Huh? Eh? That's worth a fucking first date. All right, that's it. Yay, Nick Holke. That's a killer line. I like it. That's a killer line. Nama, name him Nama, stay. That's very, very cute. All right, Emily and Rafi have great shows tonight. Yay. Yay, thanks for being here. Yay, enjoy those puff foods. Have really good sets. Yay. Not, yeah, I didn't tell them that they're, just because they're dating, I didn't say have good sex. I said have good sets. You get your head out of the gutter, Dakota. You're, yeah, you, that's very fair. Your next comedian is all the way from Germany. Oh, my God, we're international tonight. Put your hands together for Gunter. Yay. Put your hand on Hey, guys. Hi guys, this one's working. Good evening, yeah. It's good to be here, thanks for having me. It's really good to have four minutes to talk to you guys, although I really think that four minutes is a long time for a guy to perform, you know? And I'm a bit nervous, I hope you'll be satisfied at the end. I don't know. Let's see, I started doing stand-up about nine months ago, so it seems like my life's a joke. And uh, um, I used to be a high-energy performer, like with a lot of motivation, and I thought like going on stage is really cool. You have to really convince people of yourself. <laughs> and then came inflation, and I couldn't afford it anymore, so I'm more of a low-energy performer now. And uh, you guys must be asking yourselves, what is this guy doing here? Like he lives in Germany, he's Austrian. So basically I'm visiting a friend of mine who's been living here for eight months. He's doing a fellowship. And uh, he's living here on the Pacific Rim with his husband. And seems like he's really enjoying his Pacific Rim job. Yeah. Is that coming? Good. Oh, you how dare you! Yeah. And let's come back to me, the, the central yeah. point of my material, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm called Günther, and you're probably not familiar with that name. It's not a common name, not even in Germany. It's sort of an old guy's name, like Murray, and I was really unhappy with it for some time. And uh, 
I really wanted to have like a regular name or just a young guy's name like Lucas or Hercules, you know, something regular. So I asked my mom, how did you come up with this name? And she told me the whole story, like when she was pregnant, my dad used to be a big fan of this Italian race car driver, Alessandro Nannini, so I should be an Alessandro, which is way cooler, right? But after the birth, she forgot how to spell that name. So she just went with something she really liked. It's, thank you, mom. It's really good, cool, because when people see my name written down or when they hear it, they think I'm like 70 plus, which makes my dating life really interesting. Let's just say, say that the women interested in me, they're usually a bit too experienced for my taste. Yeah. But I, like I thought, um, maybe at some point it will really make sense. Like when I'm 80, sitting in a wheelchair in a nursing home with dementia and no control over my basic bodily functions, then I'll be like, thank you, mom. You saw this coming. You wanted to prepare me all my life. This is great. Thank you so much. Actually, I do really like my mom. She's really sweet, uh, but she really doesn't understand me. She's a bit of an old cat lady, and uh, <laughs> she, never, she never really understood me being a vegan. I've been vegan for the last three years. <laughs> and when she visited me last time, she brought me a lot of plants as a gift, because in her mind, vegans don't have kids. We have saplings. <laughs> and. Uh, it's really interesting. Like when I tell her, you know, mom, I'm in a relationship and it's getting more and more serious. The first question will be like, how often do you have to water it? <laughs> and I think she really means well, but she just doesn't get it. And I have to understand, you know, I understand that some people don't really like vegans and that vegans have a bad reputation because they can be seen as a bit preachy. But I have to let you know, guys, I'm not one of those annoying vegans because I was never a fan of the missionary position. Not for me. That was my material. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Hope you're satisfied. Gunther, everyone, all the way from Austria. That was amazing and lovely and fantastic. Yay. All right. Um, I'm really excited for your next comedian. Uh, he's new on the scene, and he's lovely. And it's so great that you're your own person, and I don't have to call you Jared's friend anymore. Uh, put your hands together for Kane! Yay! My uh, chronic bronchitis is kind of messing with me today, so if you're wondering why I sound like I swallowed 10 loads, that's why. So, uh... What? Anyone else here, when you were a kid, did your family ever make you eat things you didn't want to eat? You know, sit at the table for four hours just staring at stuff you didn't want to eat? Yeah! So, uh, when I was a kid, I was really picky. I was like a hot dog and fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich kind of kid. And uh, I would get babysat by my aunt a lot. And she would watch way too much Food Network to be cooking any meal for a child. You know what I mean? So, you know, she'd bring out some eccentric egg dish like filet omelette de fucking uh, caviar or something. And I'd sit there and I'd be like, yeah, Melissa, I don't want to eat it. My child has suffered the plague of starvation for a thousand years. She'd get all serious and sit there and tower over me, and I'd just fucking... I don't want to, you know, I don't want to eat that shit. Uh, I mean, seriously, she'd bring this out. The entree would look like shit on a shingle, and the soup would look like a fucking science experiment. I mean, it would be like kind of thing where uh, Gordon Ramsay come out and be like, It's fucking bubbling out the top, and it's fucking green. What the fuck is this? Something out of Harry Potter? Are you trying to make this kid fucking ill? You're going to kill the little bastard. Really, look at him. He doesn't need this shit.
No. Actually, broccoli's not bad. <laughs> broccoli's not bad. So, uh, you know, I'd be sitting there staring at this shit like I didn't want to eat it. And me, you know, picking it up, just letting it fall. And my uncle's sitting there eating this shit like he's fresh out of the pen with his third gastric bypass. Just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just sitting there like, dude, I don't want to eat it. Eat it. I don't want to eat it. Eat no. Dude, I, I don't want to eat it. He's hungry. I'm not hungry. Feed it to him. Fucking feed him. I'm not hungry. Give it to him. I don't want this shit. It's disgusting. I'd rather starve and eat this shit. Give it to him. And uh, that's why I don't stay at my aunt's anymore. You know? Uh, but it seems like no matter where I go in my adult life, I can never really escape shit that reminds me of my family, you know? Uh, so kind of like that other Irish guy. I'm also another Irish guy uh, who also works in construction, funny enough. And, uh, you know, there's a, this guy we call the Red Hat. He walks around every day and he does safety, which basically just means that he just makes sure that no one's doing anything stupid enough to get themselves killed or hurt just enough to where they could file a lawsuit, you know? Uh he walks past me and my coworker, and you know, my first instinct is to get kind of nervous, like I always do. And I say, Hey, we're not doing anything, you know, just, you know, we're good, we're fine, we're not doing anything, we're following all the safety codes. And he says, Hey, you know, that's fine. Honestly, if it was anyone else, I'd be paying attention, but when it's you and Paul, I just look the other way. And I immediately felt right at home because that's exactly how mom was, you know? <laughs> yeah, so this set was a little different for me. Usually I kind of tell like vulgar, Dirty jokes, you know, very uh, sexual and kind of dark. But I wanted to switch things up, you know, as I'm starting to realize that uh, jokes are kind of like dairy, you know. Like, you can't serve the same jokes to everybody. Just like with dairy, you know, some people are lactose intolerant. You feed the wrong person the wrong joke, they might just shit all over your day. May maybe even your month or the next eight years of your life if you get canceled online, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you know, some people are lactose intolerant can't handle any jokes, you know, some people aren't, they can handle all jokes, and some people are lactose intolerant, but they'll still do things like eat ice cream, right? And there's vegans, who always get really mad when I talk about how bad I want a 69 of a lactating cow. Thank you. Kane, everyone, hooray! That's the first time he hasn't talked about his own dick on stage that I've seen him. Now, so you're growing as a comic. I love it. I love it. That's the first time he hasn't talked about his dick. I mean, he's really growing as a, as a human and as a comic. We're going into a rock block of some of my favorite people. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's a regular here. Put your hands together for Honorog Papalo. Yes. How we doing, everybody? We good? Yeah. I saw this news article recently. Uh, falling basketball hoop tragically kills two-year-old. And I don't like that they use the word tragically because it implies that there's a scenario where a falling basketball hoop kills a two-year-old, and it's, like, not that tragic. <laughs> but, no, no, but... <laughs> It could, if you want to. I don't. This is made up. I made this all up uh, <laughs> for the purposes of this joke. Uh, where was I? No, fall. <laughs> you can't be like a falling basketball hoop kills kid, but it wasn't tragic because that kid was fucking annoying. <laughs> falling basketball hoop hilariously kills two-year-old. I don't. Uh, I I used to have an Amish neighbor. And he never used technology. And we used to always play pranks on one another. One day I played a prank on him. I poured extra sand into his hourglass. 
And from that day on, he was five minutes late to everything. So <laughs> your move, Ezekiel. All right. I, I, uh, I think the History Channel lied to me because the History Channel told me that the British Army used to go around invading countries and stealing all of their spices. But I recently tried British food, and I don't know where that shit is. Where is it? Are they just standing around in their houses like, God, this Indian cocaine fucking sucks. I was at Orange. What the fuck? The white people. Yeah. Most jokes boil down to, ha, white people. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, where was I? I, uh, my grandfather's friend lost both of his eyes after a sword fight. Uh, I don't mean that he lost it in the sword fight. He, like, got into a sword fight one day, and then, like, 20 years later, he got glaucoma. And <laughs> I was just trying to make him seem more interesting. You, you don't have to feel bad. This is all made up, just like the kid's story. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, he, this is what he chose to do. This is what he chose to do after he lost both of his eyes. He started wearing two eye patches, which looks mad goofy. It just looks weird. I don't know how that shit works. He, he, he's a bus driver. I don't know how. What is going on? I told him, man, you shouldn't wear two eye patches. You should just wear a blindfold. Because if people see you walking around with a blindfold and a cane, they won't assume that you're blind. They're just going to be like, oh, perhaps that man is on his way to go hit a pinata. Good luck, senor. Oh. Yeah. I uh I don't know this is this is one I'm working on. I uh, went on a date with a very athletic girl recently and like we went we played volleyball and we went on a bike ride and we went on a hike and it was a really sunny day and I just kind of felt like I kind of felt like a woman in the second half of a tampon commercial. You know when you know when like she's uh, she's like sad and then she tries the new tampon and then she's like on a zip line all of a sudden. And then she's like bathing in a waterfall and shit. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? This is happening so fast. What? I just met this woman. What the fuck? I, uh, I got the beep. I'll end on this one. This is my dumbest one I have. Uh, I, I don't like that when you're mad at God or the universe or just feeling unlucky. I don't like that you're supposed to wag your fist at the sky. You're mad. Because it kind of looks like you're giving a tall, invisible guy a bad hand job. Ah! Oh, what the fuck? Like, what do? He can't. I'm sure he did. He's, even if the hand job is bad, you still come. That's kind of the kind of the point. <laughs> a bad, a bad hand job is a lot like war, because it hurts, and. <laughs> And no one's really happy at the end. Okay, I'm done. Thank you very much. Yay, Anarog. That was lovely. I very much enjoyed that. Um, yay. Uh, clap it up for our real people in the audience right now that have souls that aren't comedians. Yay, thank you for being here. Yay. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people. Uh, so she has a sometimes show here at the station on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 called Always Free. And it's all about rainbow stuff. And she's lovely and wonderful and hilarious. Clap your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Yay! Rachel Pinson. 
All right, keep it going, guys. Keep it going for Pam. All right, now keep it going if you've ever used a toilet seat cover as emergency toilet paper in a bathroom. All right, cool. Now keep it going if you ever cough so much you shit yourself in a room full of people last week. Yeah, all right, now keep it going if you ever forgot that your Bluetooth was on in the living room and you were watching porn in your bedrooms and all your roommates heard it. Yeah, all right, now keep it going if you were high on whippets and you were fucking yourself in your bathroom but you forgot your bath door was open so your neighbor's dog walks in and says your neighbor looking for the dog. Yeah, all right, now keep it going if you met a stranger on the street and they came with you and now they're an audience member at Muni Radio. Yeah, Mutiny Radio on a Friday. Thanks for coming, you guys. I love audiences at Mutiny because sometimes you're like, yeah, there's an audience member. And then sometimes you're like, oh, God, the audience member. You know, it's like we're just used to it just being us, you know. But it's so nice you guys came out. Thank you. Thank you so much. I didn't know if you guys knew this, people on Internet, people here. But Mutiny Radio has has a, a insurance, right, What like a liability insurance for the performers and the people here. So I just want to go on record saying I got my UTI right here in this bathroom for those purposes. Exactly. Exactly. I like that the, you can't see this, but it's a good angle. It's like it gets your good angle. It's like a pie. Like the uh, uh, over here. That's for the people on the internet. You guys can't. That's not for you. Here's one for you. You guys like masturbating? What's up? You like masturbating? Okay, yeah. I like to masturbate. I think it's healthy. I, I like to masturbate with a shower head, but only when we're having a drought. Like that is. Like I just want to know that I'm wasting your resources on myself. <laughs> That's what does it. that and thinking about my coworkers. You guys ever had a crush on one of your coworkers? Things were getting really hot and heavy with me. This guy I work with like approaching scandal, and I'm like, oh my god, I had to tell him. Like we work for the same company. We are gonna have <laughs> to keep things professional. We gotta keep things professional. So next time I blow you, you're gonna have to pay me for it. You know? Cause we have a business to run. <laughs> And there's a career out there for me. I think we should legalize prostitution. What do you guys think? Yeah. Wow, that was really enthusiastic. Like, pussy legalizing. Yes, you guys are on board. It's the real feminist move. Here's why I think so. I was walking down Mission Street, and this guy approached me, and he offered me $116 to suck his dick. And I was like, 116 That's That's specific. Like, that's oddly specific. Like, that must have been all the money he had. And that's not how bargaining works. You don't start with the most. And I don't know what that guy was thinking. I am not that kind of girl. You know, I'm just a girl. Walk so I robbed him. Turns out he had $316. <laughs> like, this guy does know how to bargain. And if we legalized prostitution, then he would have never put himself in such a risky, vulnerable situation, you know? It's a tough life out there for men walking around late at night trying to get some stranger to suck their dick. Rough. It's rough. I think men have it rough. We don't talk about it enough. They tell you not to cry. I'm trying to make as many of you cry as I can, you know? That's how I want to combat it. But I will say, did you guys, yesterday was indictment day. Happy indictment day, everyone. Right? No one's talked about it yet. Like, Trump was indicted, 
in New York, and you know what they say, if you get indicted there, you can get indicted anywhere. I, I feel so happy, like I'm so proud of myself. I didn't do anything, but I'm so proud. I have all this unearned confidence. I'm like, is this how men feel all the time? I don't know. All right, thanks everyone. Rachel Pinson, everyone, hooray. It is indictment day, that's exciting. Uh, your next comedian probably didn't know that because he submerges himself in a bale of marijuana. And he comes out sometimes when they give him free joints. Put your hands together for Dakota Price. Yeah. Deep, deep touch shoe. Paul, grill master. Guys, come in here. Guys, I got a lot of stuff I want to share with everybody. I got a lot I want to talk about. And I just wanted to include y'all because I love you guys. Um, believe it or not, guys, seven years, seven years tomorrow, I have been sober. This is like a thousand milligrams of THC, but so when I mean that uh, I'm sober, I mean I'm like California sober. I no longer uh, hot rail methamphetamines, but I do ingest enough THC to kill a horse, like on a regular basis. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun living in the oblivion, dude. Like fuck, I can't even see y'all. I was wearing shades. Like I don't even know. Uh, guys, I've been fucking on one. I've been on a rant. Life's been weird. You know, I feel like life's been kicking me in the pussy since I fucking was born. Since before I was born, just throwing me curveballs. You know, uh, y y has anybody here ever, like, asked their mom, like, how did you find out you were pregnant with me? You know, did you, was I a mistake? Whatever, you know, whatever. So when I asked my mom, I was like, hey, you know, how, how did you find out, you know, you were pregnant with me? This was around the time that, you know, I was having a son myself, and I wondered, you know, just, you know, figure it out. And uh, she was like, well, to be honest, I was mad at your dad at the time, and uh, I was staying at my friend's house, and he just OD'd in the bathroom, and I did a really big fat line of cocaine, and then I just felt you doing backflips in there. Yeah, dude. So, uh, fucking... Yeah, dude. And I was like, yeah, I was doing backflips because I was high on cocaine. Who would have thought like 16 years later I would have really liked methamphetamines? Like a lot. Like they gave me that shit at the doctor's office when I was uh, when I was 13. I remember because I was 13 and my friend gave me an Adderall on the bus and I took it at, and I went to school and had the best day ever. And I came home and I was like, Mom, you're not going to believe this. I love school now. I came home, I, I I cleaned my room, I took the trash out. What's left what's left uh, for me to do, mom? Uh she was like, What well, what's what's going on with you? I was like, Well, uh my friend gave me a pill on the bus this morning. She was like, What was it called? I said, uh, Adderall? She was like, Okay, so you we're gonna take you to the doctor tomorrow. We're gonna go get you on some Adderall. And then me and her started splitting my script for the rest of, you know, my high school career. Dude, I found out that fucking Adderall is the currency of the world. Dude, I didn't have to have a job for so many years because I just fucking had Adderall. And I had my, my I was on my parents' insurance. So, you know, you pick up 100 pills for what? I think it was like $36. Hustling these hoes, $10 a pop. I've been a businessman as long as I've known, you know, my whole life. 
<laughs> Speaking of business and crazy shit, I got these new these new headphones recently, right? These new uh these are bone conduction headphones. So by that they vibrate the frequency in through your skull and into your inner your eardrum to play the songs, right? Uh, they don't uh, don't go in your ears. Uh, this technology was invented about like 10, 15 years ago uh, to play uh, Hannah Montana theme songs into children's teeth while they brush their teeth. It has a vibrating toothbrush that played music. Yeah. Anyway, this brings me to my next point. Do y'all remember when Kanye West tried to release Donda on the stem player? Does anybody own a stem player? Who the fuck? But if he would have released his album on a toothbrush. <laughs> Be brushing my teeth all day, you know. He'd he'd have a secret track on there where he says the only white thing he likes to see are his teeth shining in the mirror. All right, y'all have a great day, guys. I love you. Yay, Dakota Price. Oh my God, Dakota. We need to make weed toothpaste together. They don't have that yet, do they? There should be weed toothpaste. You could brush your teeth and get high at the same time. And I bet I bet weed is good for your gums in some weird way. Let's sell that idea to the dispensary. I bet it go right in your gums. It goes so fast. Oh, he left his weed up there. That's get you just get that. Yeah, he's he he it comes. It's like sazurup. It's sazup sazurup. Uh, it's you know we're cool. I'm pretending. Your next comedian. I'm so excited that he's here. He made me a BLT last night, and then I ate it when I got home, and I was so drunk, and I was so fucking happy that I had a BLT when I got home. Put your hands together for Dom Sims. Yay! Crushing, check, check, crushing the bacon game. Fucking tastes like buttered popcorn, right? How good was that fucking bacon? You have to let it sit in its grease, and you don't want to turn the heat up too, too high. It's a fucking process that takes a long damn time. So you have to drink most of the time because it's going to be a while for this shit to be on the stove, a long while. Yeah, a couple weeks, well, the batch before this one, I drank about 10 shots. I had kind of like a rough day. And then the next morning when I woke up, there was a pool of fucking barf about five feet diameter all over the kitchen floor. And my pants felt kind of heavy. It was just yak all over the front of them. So, yeah, yeah. But the bacon came out okay. Unfortunately, it was it was a little burnt. Yeah, I made some other shit too. You know, true story. So, um, so I hope I can do it, man. Dakota and Rachel just fucking crushed it. And here I am trying to remember my fucking jokes again, again. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's a good question though. Um, so. Larry King is dead, but he's still selling shit. Yeah. Who owns the rights to Larry King? Is, is it a king? Is it someone, another king family? Is it the owner of the Sacramento Kings? Yeah. It's a lot of questions, you know? Uh, makes me wonder who else is dead still selling shit. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see uh, later on. Um, yeah, so everyone's ex uh, familiar with the escape from Alcatraz Triathlon. So 2,000 athletes start at a ferry right next to Alcatraz Island. They jump in the water and swim a mile and a half in the cold, choppy water to San Francisco, ride a bike for 18 miles through the hills, and they run eight miles to finish all the race up. So uh, some years back, there was a 40-year-old guy, cowboy from Colorado, was missing one arm. 
not too handicapped for missing one arm. He placed in the top 20. He would have, yeah, he plays in the top 20. He would have finished sooner if he wasn't swimming in circles at the start. Right, right. So ladies these days still put average guys on pedestals, okay? You're extending us far too much credit and you're setting yourselves up for disappointment because the sad, sad truth is we're a simple group. You know, you ever go to the zoo and see a chimpanzee shit in its hand and smell it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, glad we've, I'm glad we've evolved to cupping our farts and smelling them. Yeah, much, much better, you know. Um, you know, and then also if it wasn't for pussy, you know, pussy is the guys with sardines are the seals. You know, if it wasn't for that sweet, sweet vagina coupled with nagging, nothing would get accomplished ever. Yeah, what a furnished apartment to a guy is, is a television set, one towel, and something equivalent to a mattress, which could be, yeah, the towel, you know? You have to, if you ask the average guy what he's thinking, most of the time the answer is nothing. Yeah. Um, it was written in the Bible. It was written in the Bible. God created man. Man spoke and said, huh? Oh, duh. Sorry to be the one. That, I'm, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, ladies. But your guy probably is retarded. So next time you're trying to stress out because you're trying to have a conversation with him and he replies with, huh? What? Duh? Believe that average shit that was on display. You know? Putting guy, average guys on pedestals. It's stressful. And we know not all guys are like this. Those other guys, they're called gay. All right, that's me. Thank you. Hooray! Tom Sims! Yay! I've seen monkeys at the zoo get real mad and throw their poo. Where do I go potty? That's, that's from my children's book that hasn't been published yet. Where do I go potty? Your next comedian is another lovely human being, and I'm so glad that he's here. Clap your hands together for Daraj! Yay! All right, all right, we're back in business. I know Larry King was dead until just now. I, I saw he was just one of those dudes who looked like he was always about to die, but just never did, you know. Learn something new every day. You guys ever just in a conversation and have nothing to contribute, so you just make noises? You know what I mean? Like some of that, mm, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you want to, like, spice things up a little bit, maybe you can add in, like, a shee. Some shit like that. You know, maybe maybe a little ga ga. One time I did that and someone was like, hey man, why are you making those noises? I was like, sorry man, this conversation was really boring. I just added to some spice to it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Alright, shit, dude. Still gotta work on that one, I guess. Fuck, dude. I thought those sound effects were pretty good, man. I guess I guess my career as a rapper's ad-libber is not gonna happen the way I thought it was going to. Shit. Seems like a great lazy guy career. It's that and like podcaster, like not actually having to do shit, just sitting there making noises. Uh, so uh, when I was in fourth grade, there was this poster on my uh, on my uh, classroom wall, and it was like, "Genius is one percent inspiration 
and 99% perspiration. Thomas Edison. I learned recently that Thomas Edison was addicted to cocaine. And I think that's crazy that they had that poster up for kids because I learned as an adult to never listen to a guy on cocaine, especially when he starts talking about hustle and grind type shit. Especially when that guy is me. Like uh, my friend came up to me the other day. He was like, hey, man, you told me to invest all my money in Bitcoin last year. Now I don't have any money. What the hell? I was like, hey, man. I was on cocaine when I said that. I did a couple lines and I was feeling like the wolf of Wall Street. You should ask some follow-up questions about my mental state before you made an investment decision. Should have done that. Yeah, that's cool. These three guys in the front just checking their phones. Appreciate that, y'all. <laughs> really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, Th thanks for coming out. Did you call Josh a real person? Did you not recognize Josh, or is he just a real person just because he's such a great comedian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. You, you give, like, normal person energy. I, I don't mean that as a diss. It just means you're, it just means you're more well-adjusted than any of us, so. Yeah, um, I'm a vegetarian, and... That surprises a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm still. I'm still eating dairy. But yeah, me being vegetarian surprises a lot of people, just because I don't seem like the kind of guy who cares about animals. And if you thought that about me, you were right. I don't care about animals. I just think they're disgusting, and I think they belong on walls. And I don't like looking at that either. I fucking close my eyes as I walk past. Because those, those shits are gross. <laughs> yeah, this is all new shit. Some of this shit doesn't make sense. <laughs> Deal with it. All right, now, you guys have been cool. Thank you. Durage! The horrible thing is now I'm imagining, like, cats' heads on mounted, like, little tiny plaques on a wall, like all kinds of little kitties, which is a horrible idea. But thanks for implanting that in my head, Diraj. That's lovely. Uh, hey, we've got a couple comedians left. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Your next comedian runs a great show at the Hungry Eye with Value Culture. Clap your hands together for Paul Robertson. Yay! It's a brand new day. Yeah. Yeah, this is how we hold the mic now, like this. Okay, because I got a fucking haircut, and I do this now. That's so how we hold high pan. Oh, okay, you want to take the mic with you or what? It's like, okay, this could be a duet. Okay. Uh, so uh, I saw the classic movie Big the other day. Ever see the classic movie Big with Tom Hanks? Yeah, the, the, the premise of that movie is that he wishes to be big. Big surprise there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's true, but I'm just going to fucking, I'm just going to agree for now. So he decides he wants to be big. You think that's going to be a fucking eight-minute movie, but no, it's a feature length. You know why? Because he gets a job. You know how he gets a job? He goes to a toy store as an adult, a 30-year-old adult, 
and he's watching and playing with toys, and he's watching the kids, and the guy who owns a toy store is so desperate to sell toys. Says, hey, mister, you got a kid? No, I'm just watching the kids. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> just fucking hires this pedophile-looking guy, right? And then the whole, I- the whole movie, they don't check his ID. No need, no need. The guy I saw looking at the kids at the toy store, I'll hire him to make things for children. That's what I'm going to do. And then, you know what he does? He he falls for this girl, and really she falls for him, this woman. And uh, they have sex. So there's two things going on in this movie. One, humanity's desire to rekindle their childhood and then women's desire to fucking fuck a 13-year-old boy with no repercussions. That's, I think I heard Pam groan from the bathroom. She understands. I heard a lot of her jokes, so, I, you know, I understand, Pam. You should see Big. It's a classic, Turner classic these days. <laughs> Pam, you can't touch yourself. It's, uh, it's okay. We can all hear you. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. So that's big. Okay, I'm going to start my four minutes now. Uh, clap if, you, uh, uh, if you're an ally. Yep. Cause you also like Hitler, Pam? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I'm going to be Spencer. Whoopah! There we go. Okay. Uh, you got to use the mic more like a dick. Ah. We need to pantomime more in the West Coast. You know, the East Coast guys, they're so good at telling stories and using the mic like all sorts of floppy things, you know, just like. <laughs> That's a dick. That's a dick. You see it? The improv mic tonight, guys. I'm on fucking fire. Hey, for everybody out in the, in the radio land, everybody in the front row is black and they're naked. <laughs> but if you're watching on IG and you can only see me, it's still true. Hi, Mom. I told my mom I'm going to be here today. She doesn't listen to the whole... No, I didn't. I didn't. But I should, huh, Pam? Anyway, <laughs> for all the other allies out there who like Hitler, you got you to gotta be careful uh, about what you agree to. I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't have anything behind that. I'm just going to stare now. I like this guy here. Man, I need a 1,000 of you in a theater who could pay $30. Can you pay $30? See, this is going to be a fucking great show. If you have any friends, clones, twins, bring them. I'm going to do a great show. Okay, I'm Paul Roberts, and I'm better than everybody and everything. Thank you. Paul Robertson. Yay. His new haircut, and he's wearing his pretension on his sleeve like a white person. It's beautiful. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's G. Ponchu Shaw. Yay. Oh, fuck, I was just about to shit on Paul. Yeah. He has so much confidence for such a bad comic. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Welcome back, Paul. No one missed you. (laughs) Nice haircut. You look like a lesbian now. (laughs) What's your name, dude? Entity? Fuck, fuck me, Paul. 
Yeah. John, uh, are you a comic or? Is did, did you come up here on stage or not? Okay. You should, you should. You have like great energy. Yeah. And you talk a lot. <laughs> uh, okay, if you think so. <laughs> John, what do you know about India, Sean? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sean. Oh no no, whoa, whoa. we like you. Just, just not you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you heard about Kama Sutra, Sean? Do you know what it is? Exactly. Right where I was going. Like Kama Sutra and India, those are the two things. Sorry, Kama Sutra and Yoga. Those are the two things that have come out of India and everyone knows about it. And Kama Sutra is a big book of sex positions which are impossible to do. The only way you can do those positions is if you are really good at yoga. I got you there, Sean. You agree with that? <laughs> and Sean, all of the yoga positions, I think they're just too sexual. The easiest one, because I'm talking to you, I'll start with the easiest one. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, just enjoying up here. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the easiest one, it's the d downward dog. No, it, <laughs> it is like, who doesn't like a white woman in Lululemon's doing the downward dog? Yeah, everyone likes that. That's what I'm saying, it's all too sexual. Yoga is just, uh, <laughs> what, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, everyone does. I guess the guy who created Lululemons was what, what was a really horny person. Yeah. Or someone who really appreciated a women's body. Oh, it's horny. <laughs> uh, John, what are you wearing on your arm? Notes? For what? Just surviving in this world? Like, why do you need notes on your arm? Okay. Do you have notes under your beanie too? Yeah. Notes? <laughs> okay. Okay. It was nice, nice four minutes talking with you, Sean. I had great fun. <laughs> Give it up for Pam and Mutiny Radio. Deepanchu you just speed dated a member of the audience. That was super cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a couple comedians left. Thank you. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Uh, your next comedian is just a lovely new guy on the scene. Clap your hands together for Jack Weiler. Yay! I feel good about myself and my height, and then I get the mic after deep, and I want to kill myself. Um, I'm one eighth Italian. 
Wait. White power. <laughs> Dude, you're cracking me up, man. This is awesome. Like I was saying, I'm one-eighth Italian, which means that seven-eighths of me likes other cultures. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> the only thing that Italians like more than racism is comparing everything to how their grandma does it. No offense to this Michelin star restaurant, but these meatballs ain't like Nona Maggiano's meatballs. <laughs> no, <laughs> no offense to the NYPD, of course, but no one does a hate crime like Nona Maggiano does a hate crime. <laughs> it's always the uh, Italian Americans from Jersey, too. Like, why, why Jersey? Like, the shit Jersey produces, it makes you wonder, like, how bad the people from old Jersey are. <laughs> that was the most enthusiastic yell I've ever heard in my life. Uh, but, like, Italian-Americans from Jersey, it's always, like, an adult male with a poster of Teenage Meadow Soprano on their wall. <laughs> like, what's the dude from old Jersey have on his wall? Childhood Meadow Soprano? All right. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to ignore you, but I just can't. <laughs> oh my god! I'm about to like bring you up here for like a duet because I think you might be able to sing a song or something. You've got like a special talent that no one knows. <laughs> like, could you are you just gonna like pull a recorder out of your like butt and then just start playing it or something? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. This is a wild mic, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's other cult. Back to my set. <laughs> there's other cultures that like are pretty like you know nationalistic too, but I don't want to shit on them because I'm not Nigerian. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I where was I? Like <laughs> Africa. <laughs> No, Nigerians in particular, because the thing is, Nigerians, they're all super successful, like, so I get it, right? Like, every Nigerian I meet is either a lawyer or a doctor or a prince that really needs my help. Uh, I was actually talking to my cousin from Jersey, and he was like, yeah, this Nigerian prince scammed the shit out of me last week. And I was like, a really roundabout way of telling me you didn't get your GED. Because if you're, like, under the age of 85 and you get scammed by a Nigerian prince, like, at that point, it's time to just pack it up, I think. Like, like I think you might just have to, like, go over to the Golden Gate Bridge and jump the fuck off. Like, oh, God, I am in a really strange place after this mic right now. <laughs> I am feeling... <laughs> you want another suicide joke? I actually fucked that up in the order. I can't do it now, so... <laughs> Um, everyone here know the close friend story on Instagram? Sean gave me the most inquisitive look anyone's ever given me to that question. So no is the answer. Now you're a mime. What? Like, <laughs> uh, the close friend story is this, this app feature feature on the app where you can limit who sees your stories to supposedly your close friends. But what I do is pick whoever I'm most obsessed with at the time. Uh, so I can go on there and just be like, feeling very flirty today. <laughs> got a crush on here anyone agree 
The answer is usually no. Uh, but I had this girl that I hooked up with once add me to her close friend story, and I was like, why? I know my mailman better than you. Um, and then I was going on there hoping, expecting her to be like, feeling very flirty. And I went on there and was like, I have chlamydia. All right, thank you guys. I've been Jack. <laughs> Yay, Jack Weiler. I love the idea that you're self-conscious. That I don't believe at all. Uh, but it's it's great that you still have humility. You pretty pretty boy. Your next comedian is a sleeper on the scene. This is his big year. This is his breakout year. He's been working hard for a long time, and he actually is on Cobbs on Mother's Day. Clap your hands together right now for Josh Katsky. Holy God, you guys are tall. You guys, all right, this is going to be weird, so let's just do this shit. When, when hipster dads abandon their families, do they go out for a carton of almond milk and a pack of vape cartridges? <laughs> uh... I was going to do like a full set, but this is just a weird mic, so I'm just going to do random <laughs> jokes. Uh, yeah, fucking Dom was talking about the escape from Alcatraz thing. I, I, so there's the, sir, you just walked in, there's a triathlon where they start from Alcatraz, they swim in, and then they do the, they do the bike ride. Doesn't that kind of seem like a fuck you to prisoners from Alcatraz? Just, just like you spend your whole life there, we're leaving for fun, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, uh, all right, let's try this thing. I got bullied a lot when I was growing up. Yeah, heckle that shit now. Um, dude, honestly, I'm not going to do that. I love your quarterback sleeve. That's fucking awesome. Dude, that's, that is great. I just wanted to see if I could, what, what wouldn't get a response, but we're good here. Uh, I got bullied a lot when I was growing up. It's okay, it's okay, because I was only bullied for things that don't apply to me anymore. You know, like, I was bullied for being a short, chubby, annoying, unathletic Jew who talked way too much and had puby-looking hair. But since then, I've gotten taller. Uh, I got, I got uh, bullied a lot. The, the kids at my school would do this thing called Jew hunting, which I know. This isn't 1925 uh, Berlin. This is 2008 Walnut Creek. Well, these kids, what they would do is they would take a nickel and they'd roll it down the sidewalk, and when somebody picked it up, they'd be like, ow, he got a Jew. It's scary that that's the part you laugh at. Uh, but no, nah, man, I, like, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, Jews are cheap, and they'll pick it up. But like, you know what's really cheap? Is only using a nickel. Like, what? If you really want to prove this shit, come on, use a quarter, use a silver dollar, fold a $50 bill into a paper airplane and chuck it at me. Like, I'm sick of this, like, nickel and diming bigotry that we have now. But honestly, like, I, I feel like if people were more racist, it would be better. We're in this weird middle ground of racism, like with the... No, with the Asian hate stuff, right? Think about it. There's all these racists who blame all Asian people for COVID. And so they're attacking these people in the middle of the street, which makes no sense because, like, how are you so racist that you blame all Asian people for COVID and yet not racist enough to assume they know Kung Fu? What? Thank you. Thank you, Asians. You should... <laughs> All right, Trump. <laughs> it honestly, you guys, yeah. I know, it's not bad. 
you got honestly though like i I don't get you don't get to just like pick and choose the stereotypes that you want to believe like racist m and m's in a trail mix, right like you you don't get to just pick and choose, you don't get to be like you know black people they steal and they talk in movies. Haven't heard anything about penis size though, and uh are they good at sports i I don't know it honestly like if you're gonna be racist. Be super racist. If you're gonna do the Asian hate, roll through the stop sign. Just go back to your buddies and be like, yeah, someone needs to kick them all back to Wu-Tang. <laughs> Wu-Han, wherever it is they come from. It ain't gonna be me though. I don't need Mr. Miyagi kicking my ass back to whichever town this nondescript redneck accent comes from. What's the, the other big stereotype? It's like, uh, oh, Asian women can't drive. You guys heard that one? Yeah which is a ridiculous stereotype. Like, yeah, there's some Asian women who can't drive, but there's also white women who can't drive, and black women who can't drive, and Mexican women who can't drive. Race has nothing to do with this. Nah, I can't, hey, I can't drive. Men can't drive at all, I can't drive. When I was in college, my pledge name was Stevie Keller, because I drive like Stevie Wonder, and I park like Helen Keller, okay? <laughs> Nobody knows how to drive. It's really the only equality we have in this country is that if you are on the road next to me, I hate you. I, I honestly, the, it's the only thing that keeps me out of a state of perpetual road rage is the bingo card that I keep on my passenger seat. So that way, anytime someone makes a shitty move next to me, I'm just like, who the fuck just cut me off? Fucking white woman cut me off. Ooh, I have that one. I am one Indian man causing gridlock away from bingo, you guys. Honestly, I feel like the official flag of San Francisco should just be an ethnically ambiguous Tesla driver going the wrong way down a one-way street and then crashing into one of those self-driving Waymo cars. All right, thank you guys so much for your time. Josh Katsky! There's one comedian left, and it's me. Or you could leave. Or you could stay. It's okay. You don't have to wait for me. Uh, hey, it's me. Yay, me. We did it tonight, and there's still snacks up here, and how hot do my tits look? I mean, come on. Thank you. I know. Hello. Hi. Did you see this? It's like it's a little 80s thing. Anyway called a bodysuit. It has snaps at the bottom. When I used to go to Mexico when I was uh, in college and I was 18 and I could drink because I love drinking, it was always really fun and it was like 1993 and I remember being in the bathroom. I don't know if no one's as old as I. Maybe you don't remember because you didn't have bodysuits. So I'd get so drunk that I couldn't re-snap my bodysuit and there was a lady in there named like Jacinta or whatever and you had to give her a dollar to get toilet paper anyways. And so there was a night where I was like... <laughs> Jacinta, you've got to snap it for me. I can't do it myself. And she, like, reached between my twat, and she was like, toot, toot. And I was like, ah, you got it, girl. So that was a lot of fun. That, of course I tipped her. Oh, my God, I've always been a good tipper. I mean, I'm fucking white. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that means anything. So I used to be, I used to be rich. I used to be a rich person. Uh, and the way that you stay rich is by not tipping people. Now that I'm a poor person, I'm like $2 in every drink. I'm like, I worked in the service industry. <laughs> like, I know how it goes. But when I was, I don't remember being rich. I'm very old. I'm 48 years old. And I feel hot for the first time in my life. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's 
because I'm going through menopause. I'm, I'm a fucking fire. <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's no, it's terrible. It's like when do you realize you have no more worth as a person? Yay! You know, one wants to take care. It's fine. You're so beautiful. How cute is your dad? Is he is he still alive? That's amazing. Oh, that's is he rich? It's okay. I'm a socialist. Um, how much do you hate your mom? All right. Oh my God. This Easter next week. How much do you like ketamine? Because Easter could be lit. Oh my God. Yeah, I could be your stepmom. I'm on food stamps, so anything is a step up. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I, okay, I know that trying to be a stepmom is like putting feminism back 40 years, but I'm tired of being a strong, independent woman. I just want to be a dependent. <laughs> Can someone please take care of me? It's really hard. Okay. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. That's true. No, not Joe Rogan. He's in four million men's heads. I don't have to pretend he's giving me any. That's gross. <laughs> like, fuck. Don't fuck Joe Rogan. I'm sure Joe Rogan has enough prostitutes. And, and also, yay for um, sex work. Uh, that's No, it's good. It's important. Give women a W-2 for sex work, finally. Right? Like, exactly. That's the one thing about being a wife that super sucks is that you're, a well, in the olden days, you were a wife for a really long time until you go into menopause and you're not hot anymore, so your husband divorces you and then he marries like the, he like fucks the 24-year-old and then you never had a W-2. You gave your whole life, you had babies, you did everything forever. This is the crazy thing and you get no money. You know who was an accidental feminist? Karl Marx. Nobody knows about this. Karl Marx, he championed labor. And he was kept talking about the means of production. And when women go through labor, we're literally the means of production. Ah, accidental feminist marks. Woo, I can read. I'm a witch. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Words are important. They're political. I'm going to go as far to say words are witchcraft. That's why we call it spelling. Spelling, oh, magic. I can read, you can still read cursive? Me too, I can write it too, no one else can. Hieroglyphics, everyone's dumb, everyone's dumb, yay. People always told me if I smoked too much pot that I'd get like dumb or whatever, but I have two master's degrees, so if I didn't smoke pot every day all the time, I'd be interminably smart, and no one would want to hang out with me anyways. Yay! Instead, I just say super bitter so that no one wants to love me. Yay! Okay. I used to be a cheerleader for God. More readers! Yay! The problem with the young kids is they don't know who Ra is. <laughs> and they're like, look at all their faults. Who's Ra? What does that mean? Ooh, I think that was funny. Uh, anybody have any favorite Bible verses? None of you, none of you know how to read. Um, my favorite Bible, well, no, my favorite Bible verse is Leviticus 20:12, which it's, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I'd love to be stoned. I love it. Uh, also, I'm stoned right now. Also, my, <laughs> yeah, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama, so he's pretty hot. I kind of wanted to fuck that guy. No, I mean, both Barack Obama and my uh, ex-husband. Okay, last, last joke. 
Woo, get in. It's okay, he's dead, so it's fine. It's, he's not gonna be offended. He actually, on his deathbed, he willed me all of his drugs, which was super amazing. So I got 59 Marinol, which are pharmaceutical grade THC, because he took one and he didn't like it. And he's like, take these, Pam. And I got fentanyl patches. I got 12 fentanyl patches. And they were 75 milligram transdermal fentanyl patches. And this is in 2006, but I'm no dummy. So I scored the fentanyl patch, so I only took 25 milligrams transdermally. I was high for 54 hours. I hated it. My my now ex-husband, I know, and I'm, I'm such a pioneer, I know. And my ex-husband, he was like, that was crazy weekend. What was wrong with you? And I was like, I was on fentanyl. But I hated it. And I was like, what did we learn this weekend? I'll never be an opiate addict. And it was so great. Yay! He, we got divorced a year later anyway because I was so bored I was doing fentanyl. <laughs> That's what happens. Okay, you guys all have a really great night. Uh, bye, everybody. Yay! Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with my... Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. 
time watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 215 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3-1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 3-15, Pretty in Pink with Nina G and Allison Reynolds. And 3-28, Some Kind of Wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're going to be here. 278 121st Street screening John Hughes Films with you. 6 o'clock every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. Hold on. It's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 278 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fr- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. 
Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. And ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Tetons of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Podcasting, you can listen on the go. San Francisco.
rather controversial. Six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Dot FM and Dot SF. Um, we've got microphones out there for comments today because we have a really short list, so um, we can do like longer sets too. Or if you have questions at the end of your set about specific jokes, that's fine. Ask us, and um, I'll take notes today if you're interested in what I think. <laughs> um, uh, if I'm in a weird, if I'm in a punchy mood, it's because uh, I find out in less than 24 hours about the fate of Mutiny Radio, and so that's kind of uh, freaking me out, dude. But it will all be fine. I mean, either way, it's everything's gonna work out in the end. Uh, and you'll all, I'm sure, you'll if you're if you see me tomorrow, or or I, you'll see on the internet uh, what happens. It, the drama will unfold either way. All right, when you hear the horn. Means you have a minute. Uh, your first comedian isn't here, uh, and that's okay. He's visiting us from New York, and he um, it just didn't make it on time, and that's fine. But your next comedian, I'm really excited that he's here, and he has a bunch of new material to check out. And the pacing, I was just overhearing you. Uh, hey, clap your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun! Yeah. It it's quite simple. Three stones from the sun. We need a piece of this rock. Okay. All right. Get ready for some red flags. Who here likes balloon animals? Follow-up question, who here has balloons? Pam, 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 eye contact, eye contact. Would I have asked that question if I wasn't prepared? Thank you. I'm gonna try that again, and when I ask if anybody here has balloons, you will not be helpful, okay? Does anybody here have balloons? No, nobody has balloons. No one, it would really help me out if someone had. All right, well, that's too bad. All I have are these bags I have to take with me when I walk my dog. Uh, but these are kind of like balloons, so let's see what we can do. Now, everybody, I must advise that I am a trained professional and that you should not try this at home. Make a wish. Mm. Mm, I wish I used a fresh one. A goose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pull out your camera phones now and snap a photo, everybody. You are looking at the picture of mental health. And you may be saying, Colin, that doesn't look like any goose I ever saw. And that may be true, but none of those geese were also a clear cry for help. Um... Has anyone else been struggling since I got divorced? Been trying, um, I don't know if you guys are good with rejection, but I'm not. Um, and um, I do with these, what most people in my neighborhood do. Um, but I met a very handsome gentleman the other day named Matt from Denver. Met him on a Wednesday, did a little bit of dancing, a little bit of drinking, a little bit of kissing. 
but then he had to go because he's visiting from out of town. He had places to be, so he gave me his number, and then he left, and then he texted me about all the things he wanted to do to my butthole involving the word wreck. <coughs> then over the next few days, we were texting, figuring out the right time, and then suddenly he said to me that he wasn't interested in meeting up anymore because he was starting to pick up a pretty unstable vibe. Can you believe that? Starting. Like, dude, when you met me, I was drunk at a bar on a Wednesday. That's a red flag. In the span of the 30 minutes that we interacted, he learned that I am a recently divorced gay stand-up comedian who works in the construction industry and rides a motorcycle. My hobbies apparently include binge drinking on Wednesdays and making out with strangers while wearing this necklace. Where did you ever pick up a stable vibe? Guys, look under your seats. Look, check up the floor. Are there any green flags that I may have dropped? These are green bags. It's definitely not the same thing. If I were stable, I would not be standing here right now. I would be at home with my husband. And when did mental stability become a prerequisite for hooking up with a stranger visiting from out of town? I have traveled quite a lot in my time, and banging local crazies is without a doubt the best part. I hooked up with a guy in Nashville who choked me like he was a serial killer. And then I saw on the news six months later, I think he may have actually been a serial killer. But I'm not blonde, so I did not get murdered. I did get the best dick of my life by far. But um, I guess th that, old, that old thing holds true about crazy people being good and bad. I, obviously, am terribly, disgustingly lonely. And so if you give me even the slightest ounce of validation, I will be very thankful. It's the same reason why I do comedy. I like making people happy. Thank you. This is just way more efficient. I only have like five minutes up here, but if I had more time, I would blow every person in this room. And in the minute I have left, I don't think I'd make it past the third row. This quality takes time. But what I'm saying is that um, telling a room full of people that you don't really know is a massive red flag. And if this set has been any indication, I think we can all agree that Matt from Denver <laughs> fucking missed out. So now I have nobody. I don't have Matt from Denver. I have nothing. I am broken. I am lonely. I am shattered. I'm a husk. Um, but I do have very good credit. So at least capitalism loves me. So I'm going to get on going. I have a date with a cutie named Chase. And let's just say there is interest. All right. My name is Colin Braun. Have a nice night. Hooray for Colin Braun. I'm sorry for laughing at your pain. But it can change just like that. Just like that. All of a sudden, one person like shows interest in you and you're like, don't show interest in me in forever. Then somebody's showing it and you're like, what? And they're like, they're really pretty. And you're like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about myself. But uh, you, you, you're really pretty too, Colin. That was lovely. Feel better. Yay, call, clap for Colin again, he needs it. Yay!
You're so cute. Yay! Don't die! Don't die! <laughs> oh. You could... <laughs> That's good. You, okay, uh, we'll talk to them. We'll bring the next person up. Um, Ian, I moved you down the list one just so you can relax for a second. Your next comedian just got back to us from college in Vermont. I'm so glad he's back. Yay! Put your hands together for Charlie Moore. Yay! It's actually so great to be back. Get to see the sun again. Gotten like two shades darker, so nigga! Still say it wrong every time. Uh, I've talked a lot before. Uh, I played Division Three basketball out in college. For those of you who don't know, there's three levels of college basketball. Division One, which is sponsored by Gatorade. Division Two, which is sponsored by Powerade. And Division Three, which is sponsored by Financial Aid. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest, though, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, it's not that bad, but sometimes I do have these moments where, like, I look at my body and I'm like, Charlie, you're 6'5", black, you should play Division One basketball. Like, if I just listened to my racist swimming coach a little bit earlier, like, yeah, that was horrible. Um, I don't know. Like, my team, we're not bad, to be quite honest. We played against a Division One team, and we only lost by 17 points. Their women's team was pretty good, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, one thing that always bothers me is the penalties we have for streakers. Like, I was reading this article, and this guy got sentenced to five years in prison and had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the Little League World Series. That's fucked up, right? That's unfair, right? Five years in prison for streaking at the Little League World Series. Oh, I said the joke <laughs> before the punchline. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I used to be addicted to vaping. I knew I had a problem with vaping when I dropped my vape in the toilet, and my first thought was, put it in rice. That'll fix it. I knew I was broke when I made sticky rice. That's how I knew I was broke. Yeah, and I've actually been doing this thing called the rubber band method to get over it, where every time I feel an urge to, like, vape, I snap myself with a rubber band. And I don't know, just to prove it, not wearing the rubber band. I did not plan this right. But anyways, the rubber band was supposed to break when I claimed I wasn't looking at it. Funny if you think about it. Um... I think the biggest generational gap between the generations is how we use Google Maps. Like me, I blindly follow it. My parents, they follow, but they argue every once in a while. And my granddad refuses to drive if the voice is female. Yeah. I'm so reliant on Google Maps that I walk three blocks down the wrong street before realizing I still had it set to walking directions. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know. Like, I'm so blindly following it. Like, if Google Maps told me to jump off a bridge, I would follow it the way Anchorman follows the teleprompter. Did I say told me to? I meant gave me an excuse to. Okay, wrong wording. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm, I know I've talked about a lot about my ex and stuff. I haven't, but pretend this is an actual set. But I just want to say, I am fully over her. I'm fully over her. Like, I don't even feel sad anymore when she doesn't respond to my goodnight texts anymore. It... I don't feel sad. No, like, did I arrange a threesome with a girl who had her name and a girl who looks like her just so I could appropriately say her name during sex? No, because that'd be weird, right? Right? That'd be weird. That's why I haven't done it. Like, honestly, I haven't even talked to her in three months. 22 days. <sighs> Nine minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> okay, it has been a very long time since her funeral, to be quite honest. Like... All right, that's my time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Yay, Charlie Moore. He's back.
back. Hooray! Yay! I hope I get to see you all week. Uh, and Christmas time and all that stuff. And clap your hands together, everyone, for your next comedian. All the way from New York City, it's Ian Levy! Yay! Okay, here are my new jokes. Um, I, uh, uh, I I find with the the people I've dated, they tend to have very uh, different taste than me. In my experience, like uh, they like doing different things. Like I like going uh, to thrift stores a lot, uh, and the women I date uh, tend to hate money. That is the big. It seems like the main theme with. You know, like my ex used to always try to make me go to like fancy breakfast places. She's like, oh, we got to go to this new brunch spot. They do a fun thing uh, where they take your wallet and burn it in front of you. It was a good time. And uh, I was like, do we get any food? And she goes, no, no. You know, you just sit there hungry for an hour. And I take a picture of a mimosa and then we leave. Uh, okay, there we go. I, um, I like learning about history. Uh, I recently learned about, uh, I've been learning about samurai recently and uh, the art of, uh, do you guys know seppuku? Where they used to, if you dishonored your, uh, if you dishonored your, your lord or master, you would take a sword and stab it into your intestines and do almost like a Z shape. You'd drag it over and then up into your heart uh, to, to die. And to some people that sounds extreme. To me, that just sounds like good customer service right there. That's a real... I worked in a lot of cafes, and people would get so mad if you screwed up their order. But you know what would have shut them up? If I just pulled out a sword, it was like, ah! You know, like, I brought dishonor to this Starbucks. So there we go. That's true. I, people, I worked in a Starbucks for a long time. People were so mean. And then I worked in a slightly nicer cafe, and people were way nicer. Did you guys know that was a... Uh, People get, it, it, they, it's a weird uh, way that you're treated because if you work at a shitty place, people, the customers are mean to you. You work at a moderately nice place, the customers are nice to you. And then if you work at a really nice place, the customers are mean to you again. It comes full circle because rich people treat everything like a Starbucks. So they don't care. They can just buy another one. But it's, uh, I always thought that was interesting. You want to work at a place that the tip is, this is my tip for anyone who works at cafe, you want to work at a place that's just nice enough that people are excited to be there. It's like a, a treat, you know, where they're, they're like, ooh, $8 for a latte, but they still pay it because they're trying to impress a date. You know, that's what, okay. Because really rich people, they don't act like nice. You know, they act like uh, customers in a, uh, okay, no, that's not going anywhere. I don't know where I'm going with any of that. I um, have a friend who writes uh, scripts for a true crime podcast. Um, and I told her recently, I was like, I don't think you're, 